Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, we will be talking with nonprofits, foundation representatives, federal consultants, passionate community members, and so forth from every angle of the funding community to see how they can get funded, what their challenges are, and what questions they have on securing funding. I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I am creator of Legal Consulting. That's writing, editing, grants, and organizational development. You can find me at www.wegogrants.com or www.hollyrustic.com, where you can also sign up and get free grant templates and get access to grant writing books and courses. As a grant writer for more than a decade, having managed grants for various organizations around the world, securing millions and millions of dollars for organizations, and being a federal reviewer, I have seen every side of the coin for funding. I'm excited to share information and try my best to answer any questions so you can increase your funding and organization to impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Welcome to 0016 Grant Writing and Funding Podcast. Today we are still talking about organizational strategic planning and today specifically we will be focusing on how to review your wins and your challenges from the previous year. As we're in the beginning of the year, this is a perfect time to do it. You've started your organizational strategic planning, now you are ready to evaluate last year and move into planning for this year. If you haven't yet, no worries, just go ahead and listen to episode 015 on grant writing and funding. We definitely talk about a lot of the how to get your planning all into place, your agenda, what to put on your agenda, and just really what to focus on for these meetings and how to get them done, how to actually schedule them. Very important. So you may be at the point where you've completed your why. Why do you do this? Why does your staff do this, what they do? How, what value do they bring to the table? What do they want in return? You've reviewed your organization's mission and vision statements. You've conducted a SWOT analysis, that strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and you have outlined your agenda. So any of those things you want to review, go ahead and we have them on previous podcasts. But now today we are ready to review last year and get going on this year. But how do you do this without it turning into a griping session about all the failures or only celebrating the wins and dismissing any lessons to be learned? Today's podcast will discuss how to conduct the best evaluation. If you are like most nonprofits, you will not do the above and will do the ho-hum stuff that you did last year and the year before and the year before that. Why? Well, because you feel drained of energy just thinking about all that is involved in change. Your staff knows how to do that same outreach that targets the exact same people every year. But guess what? Taking the time to do this activity will actually give your staff new energy. Actually coming up with the ideas will increase their morale, their creativity, and their sense of purpose. Many people who join nonprofits, including yourself, do it because they are passionate about the cause. But let's face it, after years of the ho-hum activities, burned out schedules, and extremely low salaries, and believe me, it does not have to be this way, people lose their sense of purpose. I say this from the stance of being one of those people and being surrounded by hundreds of those who have shared in this experience. When I see the spark reignite, that is when they're able to utilize their creativity and their skills in optimal ways. So if they're not using that creativity and their skills, man, this spark just goes out. All right, so 
We want their voices to be heard and we want their voices to matter. This activity will be an amazing way to light this fire. All right, so first and foremost, let's look at it. This should really be done as a group approach. And I know I've talked about this in a lot of the podcasts to do these activities as a group. The activity I'll be speaking about today is great to do as a group. Maybe your nonprofit is just yourself and a small board of directors at this point in time. That's fine. Go ahead and conduct this with your group even if it's small. Maybe your organization is very large with 50 plus employees and staff. Then you may want to do this with your executive team and your board of directors. It really depends on the structure of your organization and how you move forward on this activity, but it really should be done as a group, if possible, okay? In this way, you will have input from various people with different roles, which bring to the table well-rounded perspective, solutions, and ideas. For example, The executive director may have thought a function went wonderful as they were mostly interfacing with the people at the event, but the admin assistant who had to coordinate behind the curtain may have experienced logistical nightmares. Therefore, it is important to bring in different people who worked on various elements of programs and functions to really get their point of view. And sorry guys, I do have a bit of a cold today, so you're going to hear that in my voice, but I really want you to get this message. All right, so let's look at each of these a little bit closer. What worked? So basically we're gonna look at your wins and we're gonna look at your challenges. All right, and that's pretty much it. But being able to ask strategic questions in this and to answer them, to brainstorm and just to figure out what to do. This is all part of planning, right? This is important. This might only take a couple of hours and it should just take about a couple of hours if you have everyone at the table. You don't want it to drag on and on, but at the same time, These couple of hours will literally save you a lot of time in the future. Literally, it could be up to hundreds of hours of just not being, you know, and and money. Like, if you just do the same old ho-hum thing, you're not really generating new creativity or partners, etc. And you may actually not be getting the funding or the revenue that you could be getting if you just did this activity. All right, so let's look at this activity. What worked? Let's first celebrate the wins instead of the wines. If your organization keeps a calendar, go ahead and take out the previous year's calendar. All staff or executives may want to take out their day planners and skim through to stimulate their memories. It's possible that your organization conducts debrief meetings after events or functions, and this is definitely a tip. If you don't do that, start doing that. If you do, then you can go ahead and take out the minutes from these meetings to review them so remember the details. Um, That's just a great way to refresh, it'll save you time, and it'll kind of have you doing this reviewing throughout the year. All right, so when reviewing, take a moment to consider each of the following. And for a downloadable sheet of all of these questions that I'm um, going to be talking about today, you can uh, definitely go to my website, www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash podcast forward slash episodes and get this episode 0016 and it will be there. All right, so um, you can go ahead and download that. Okay, but let's go ahead and talk about the wins. First question, what worked well overall? So just kind of look overall, what was the biggest win, you know, and people will generally have, oh man, this one event or whatever. Um, or we hired this person and it was fantastic. You know, what, what was the kind of overall, just kind of start brainstorming. Next, what were some administrative wins? Now we're getting a little bit more particular because if you're just looking at one win, that's not going to do it. Your organization is comprehensive, so you kind of need to articulate which ones, you know, (laughs) each different kind of sector in your organization. The next one, what were financial wins? So this might be, you know, you raised such and such money or you got these grants or you created this product or service and got these monies, etc. What worked well for fundraisers? 
And this is kind of the same, you know, we had new people, new support this year. We served more people at these fundraisers. We had more people volunteer, you know, just what, what actually worked well. Next, what worked well in communicating with beneficiaries? Of course, this is important to ask. You know, you might want to just focus on your financials or whatever, but, you know, that's, that's really not what your organization is all about. Yes, funding is vital to have your program succeed, but how did you communicate with your beneficiaries? Did your social media have new reach? Did you actually serve more people? Were you able to in- implement other programs that helped more of the people that you're targeting at? Or if you're not, you know, you might not be targeting people. Maybe you're serving animals or the environment. But what is that target demographic or that beneficiary? And identify how you actually communicated better. You know, if it's something like marine biology, you're not communicating directly with the sharks or the manta rays. But, you know, you could be saying, we started a new program that helped teach people how to survey sharks, for instance, or something like that. And, you know, how do we communicate? Well, we had different social media, more people joined our mailing list, more people were involved, this kind of thing. Okay, and next, what worked well with serving beneficiaries? So first we're asking how you communicate it. How, how was that going? What were the wins there? And now we're saying, what were the wins with actually serving them? Were more of those programs beneficial? Did more people graduate from your programs? Were you able to, um, you know, get more land for your projects? Whatever. What works well with actually serving your beneficiaries? So you have your problem statement, right? We're going to be talking about that more later. But if you have the problem, what actually worked with serving them? Okay, what worked well with creating and strengthening community partners? Now, did you create more partners? Did you strengthen those relationships that were pre-existing? Do they donate more money? You know, these kind of things. Do you have, for instance, a organization that is now uh, sponsoring a facility where you don't have to pay rent? You know, like what actually were your wins? Next, what worked well with staff and volunteer morale? All right, so how are your people communicating? Did a lot of employees stay on this year? Did you have a lot of good energy in the office? How did it work? What were those great wins? Did people pull together um, and do a function and really feel appreciated and valued? All right, and which event worked the best? All right, you might have said what worked well overall, and this might be similar to that, but this is a little bit different because it's a specific event. Which event? And this doesn't necessarily have to be a fundraiser, although it could be. So what event do you think worked the best or so well? Was it certain logistics that were in place? The time of the year? External circumstances, maybe? So really look at this in more depth. Like, why do you think that worked so well? And why is this important to investigate? Well, you do want to actually repeat some of the same things you did if they worked very well. Um, Okay, now, but let's look at the challenges next. So we looked at the wins, and that's the time to really kind of say, man, you know, give yourselves a pat on the back as well, because it's important to celebrate. It's important to celebrate wins and not just be like, okay, we completed that task and it went well, next, you know, and then just, and not even give your staff appreciation or anything like that. So this will really be able to honor some of that, and it really will will increase staff morale. All right, so let's move on to challenges and lessons learned. So secondly, let's look at what bombed. Next on your list is to identify some lessons learned or challenges that were faced in a solution-oriented way. No whining and griping here. Sure, you might um, kind of vent a little bit, but let's look at it in a solution-oriented way. So first off, what failed big time overall? And this is kind of um, the reverse of the last question. Was it logistics, time of year, external circumstances, etc.? 
And what can you change so this won't happen again? Now, all these questions kind of have this follow-up question to it because you want to identify what failed, okay? <laughs> so maybe some huge event failed because there was a huge rainstorm that night that you had it and just people weren't leaving their house. You know, that happens. I mean, those things are huge. There's definitely big, huge external circumstances that will impact some things. And maybe that's part of the reason why. So what could you change so this won't happen again? Maybe you're going to um, pre-sell tickets, you know, not to sell them at the door or whatnot. I mean, there's different things that you can kind of put into place. Next, what was the biggest challenge? What is something that was just a really big challenge? And this might not be, I mean, it might be similar to the first question, but you could say, man, you know what? Not just what really failed big time overall, like that event because it rained, but what was the biggest challenge was, was that we just didn't have enough people signing up. Um, so, you know, we didn't have manpower. We didn't have enough manpower to go out there and get people to sign up to come to this event. Um, whatever that is. And then once again, that follow-up question would be, what can you change so this won't happen again? Well, we're going to start now because we have six months until we schedule that event and we're going to, and actually, hey, we might move it so it's not at this time of the year when it rains more or whatnot. I know that sounds kind of silly, but I live in the tropics, so that would make a di big difference. But, you know, you could also say we're going to start getting volunteers on board now, you know, instead of waiting till the last minute so we can have that manpower. Okay, next. What challenges were there with financial and fundraising prospects? We had a huge challenge this year just because once again, it goes back to the manpower maybe, and we just didn't reach all of our goals. What can you change so this won't happen again? So we're going to start earlier. We're going to put it on social media this time. Maybe we're going to do a crowdfunder. You know, these are different things that you could talk about at this point in time. Next question, were there any challenges in communicating with beneficiaries? So you can see that we're kind of reversing a lot of these questions because we want to look at the wins, but we also want to look at the challenges for each of these. And this might be something like, you know, we just didn't have as many kids in our program this year if you're serving youth. And what were the challenges behind that? Well, it was probably because we recruited too late or we didn't have enough out or we were just putting it in the newspaper. Maybe we should put it in social media. You know, these kind of things you can kind of look at. So once again, what can you change again so this won't happen? Next question, were there challenges with strengthening relationships with partners? If so, what were they? So this might have been, you know, we just didn't get out to the meetings that we usually go to, we weren't at the outreaches, or we were, but we just, we have no call to action, there's no way to really engage with people, they just kind of walk quickly past us and look the other way. Um, you know, we only have this kind of old school brochure to give them, that kind of thing. So if so, what can you put into place so this won't happen again? And this might be something like, you know what, we're actually going to attend other functions, we're going to get out there and network, we're going to create relationships, or we're going to create a list. This is even better, guys. Let's create a list of potential new partners, and let's also list our existing partners and what we can do to strengthen those relationships. Did we even send them anything last year about our different events and what we're doing? Or did we only send them invitations to our fundraisers and bombard them with asking to give, give, give? Because if that's all you did, chances that's not strengthening a relationship. That's just asking, that's a one-sided relationship. So let's figure out what kind of value can you give to your existing or to your existing partners, you know, what would actually create that value? And maybe that is something that they can do to support your organization, 
But at the same time, there's got to be something in your way of giving back. If you're serving a youth organization, maybe they could actually shoot a video and showcase your different partners and just tell them, hey, thanks so much. Um, I'm able to be a part of this program and I'm learning X, Y, and Z because of your support. I mean, that can be something. It doesn't have to be something of money value that you're giving them. And actually, it's more valuable to give them that that kind of appreciation and to kind of showcase a story and how it's really helped people. Okay, were there new relationships established with partners? If no, why not? What types of organizations can you identify to target this year? And we kind of already talked about that, but definitely, you know, look at why are we not increasing our partnerships because you really should be doing that every year. The next question, was there any staff miscommunication or low staff morale? All right, if so, why? what were the issues? So did a whole bunch of people quit this year? Were there a whole bunch of grievances that were you know, submitted? These kind of things happen, guys. And you really want to look at this and say, what are we doing wrong? How can we increase staff morale? That should always be something you're looking at doing is, you know, it's, it's about creating value for the people that are helping you run this organization. And even if it's just you and your husband and your board of directors, like, Come on, guys, let's do this. Let's see how we can actually have value for everyone who's involved, as well as our volunteers. If you really want to attract volunteers, which most nonprofits do want to do, and some even want to have interns um, and have that support, then what can you kind of give them in return for value? And once again, this does not have to be monetary value. And oftentimes, monetary value has kind of shown to be somewhat effective, but not as effective as giving uh, increasing morale and giving other kinds of value and just appreciation. Okay, and then of course next, were there any challenges with events and or fundraisers? If yes, what were the challenges? Did you reach your fundraising goals? So if you didn't, take a good look at that and figure out what can you put into place. And we kind of talked about that before. Maybe you want to do a crowdfunder this year. Uh, maybe you do need a cut and let go of some things. Maybe there is some miscommunication with staff and it actually is essential to kind of reevaluate how you want to run your organization and how you can kind of minimize some things. Sometimes that's what needs to be looked at. It's not just about having everyone have a unicorn magical special feel if they're not good at their job. Like, you know, that's not creating the best healthy environment either. If you do need a cut, cut, and then just really focus on who's there to serve. And that goes back to the why podcast too, because if you're getting people that are just, I'm here for a paycheck, I'm not really, you know, interested in, in, in this organization, but it's a job. They may not be the best people or the best fit, right? So you really kind of want to look at that. Okay, so now that you've got a good look at what worked and didn't work, by answering the whys behind why it worked and why it didn't work, we'll provide you with some great insight about how to improve your nonprofit in 2018. Can you see how creating a group and then asking these questions will really allow you to improve your direction for the upcoming year? This is huge. This simple activity could literally take a couple of hours, but it will save you, like I said, hundreds of hours during your year and quite possibly help you increase your donations and funding tenfold. Remember, it is important to do this activity. Don't think, uh, well, you know, it kind of went okay last year, so let's do the same fundraiser this year and do it the same way. Sure, you may want to do that same fundraiser in the exact same way, but that could be rare. Like I said, don't recreate it if it worked. But at the same time, leverage what worked. Say, man, that was a great win. We love doing that. How can we expand it? How can we expand upon about what worked well? 
So once you are done with this activity, keep your notes for the next activity, identifying goals, objectives, and activities. And we did go over this uh, very briefly in the last podcast, but we're going to kind of just really get into this a lot more and give you some more resources. I also am super excited because I have a special podcast coming up very soon that will be released. And this is where I am interviewing Steve Vick from Nonprofit Ally. He is amazing. He is a crowdfunding guru. And I really wanted to have him on the show because crowdfunding is just the hot thing right now. And um, But for a lot of people, crowdfunding is for products, it's for businesses, right? But he is a guru and crowdfunding for nonprofits. He's perfect. I'm really excited to have him on and um, that'll be super uh, soon. It'll be coming up and it will also be on YouTube so you can uh, see him and you can kind of get a feel for him and his company. It's a great organization. He's also an ED for a nonprofit and he just gives excellent tips. I'm super excited about this. So that will be coming up soon. I'll definitely let you know if you want to be on the email list, you get updated emails about the different podcasts, etc. Then please visit grantwritingandfunding.com and sign up. All right, guys. So also visit the website to get this free downloadable. If you you know are listening to this podcast, but you're like, hey, man, I really want to do this activity. And I would really find a printable very useful with all these different questions on it. Then you can get that at grantfunding.com. Or grant funding, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode 0016. All right, guys, let me know if you have any other questions you have on celebrating wins or finding solutions to challenges. But we are not done yet, so stay tuned for the next podcast that's coming up soon about objectives, goals, and activities. All right, guys, I'll see you next time. Take it easy. Bye.